Welcome to Backlog Books. My name is Kara. In this podcast, I will be recapping and discussing what I have been reading lately. Thank you for joining me, and please be prepared for spoilers. Happy early 25th of May. If you are a Douglas Adams fan, this is known as Towel Day. It's also Geek Pride Day. And if you're a Terry Pratchett fan, it's the day of the glorious revolution. So all around a pretty good day for geeks and nerds around the world. I hope you know where your towel is. Today we're going to be talking about something not at all related to Douglas Adams or Terry Pratchett. If you want a Douglas Adams or Terry Pratchett episode, I suggest the Guards Guards episode or the Dirk Gently episode. Let's get started. This time we are talking about Sabriel by Garth Nix. Sabriel was first published in 1995. My copy has 491 pages and I read it in April of 2021. It is the first book in the Old Kingdom series. Our author, Garth Nix, was born in 1963. He seems to have always been interested in writing and publishing. He earned a BA in professional writing and later worked as an editor. He is an award-winning and best-selling author, and his most recent book, The Left-Handed Booksellers of London, came out in September of 2020. Here is the summary of Sabriel. Sent to a boarding school in Encelstier as a young child, Sabriel has had little experience with the random power of free magic or the dead who refuse to stay dead in the Old Kingdom. But during her final semester, her father, the Abhorson, goes missing, and Sabriel knows she must enter the Old Kingdom to find him. She soon finds companions in Mogget, a cat whose aloof manner barely conceals its malevolent spirit, and Touchstone, a young charter mage long imprisoned by magic, now free in body but still trapped by painful memories. As the three travel deep into the Old Kingdom, threats mount on all sides, and every step brings them closer to a battle that will pit them against the true forces of life and death and bring Sabriel face to face with her own destiny. Are you ready for more necromancy? I sure hope so. I can't believe I forgot about this series when I was talking about Gideon the Ninth. Sabriel is very different, for which I am grateful. Like I said in my episode on Gideon the Ninth, I had a lot of trouble with its tone and style. I was able to dive right into Sabriel, and it never felt taken out of the narrative by the jokes or the phrasing. This is a book about necromancers and the dead, so be warned there is plenty of gore and descriptions of dead things. Sabriel is set in a world separated by a wall. To the south of the wall is Anselstier, a world almost like ours, with early 20th century cars and phones and airplanes. To the north of the wall is the Old Kingdom, a world where magic exists and the dead, if they are strong enough, can cross back into life. 
This setting kind of reminds me of Damar in The Blue Sword. Just like in Damar, technology fails when it crosses into the Old Kingdom. And in the Old Kingdom, there is magic, and there are necromancers. Most necromancers seek power by controlling the dead, but there is one whose job it is to keep the dead where they belong, and that is the Abhorsen. Our book begins with Sabriel in Anselstier. She is a typical schoolgirl, except that her school teaches charter magic, and she can cross the boundary between life and death with ease. The very first thing we see her do is step into death to retrieve the spirit of a dead pet rabbit. Death is first a steady river. There are nine gates separating different parts of death, each with its own obstacles. Lucky souls pass directly through to the ninth gate, beyond which there is no return. Some dead spirits, however, especially those with magic and a strong will, can cling to a thread of life and attempt to crawl out of death and back into the world of the living. Sabriel will be graduating soon, and she's thinking about going further south into Anselstier, further away from magic and her affinity for death, to go to college and maybe live a fairly normal life. Before she can realize these tentative plans, she receives a message from her father, which is delivered by a dead spirit. The spirit gives her the bells and sword of the abhorsen, things her father would not have parted with except in the direst of circumstances. The bells and sword are magical, tools used by the abhorsen to drive back the dead. Sabriel must put her plans aside and journey into the Old Kingdom, hoping to find out what happened to her father. She hasn't been there since she was a child. Her memories are vague, and there are no maps of the Old Kingdom to be found in Anselstier. She doesn't get very far before she finds a sign that the Old Kingdom is in peril, a broken charter stone near the wall. The broken stone creates a weak point, a place where the dead can more easily cross into life. From the stone, Sabriel is chased by an evil dead spirit. It pursues her all the way into the safety of the Abhorsen's house, which is on an island in the middle of a river. The dead cannot cross running water. In her father's house, Sabriel finds more equipment including finally some maps, and teams up with Mogget, a magic creature who is bound to serve the Abhorsen. Mogget is currently in the shape of a white cat, and if you've ever wanted a book with a talking cat, I highly recommend this one. Mogget tells her to give up her quest. She is the Abhorsen now. It is her responsibility to keep the old kingdom safe, not to chase after her father who is probably dead. Sabriel refuses to give up. She and Mogget go in search of her father. She is desperately hoping he is still alive and that she can hand back the responsibility of being the abhorsen. She misses Anselstier, where she knew all the rules and what to expect. She and Mogget leave the abhorsen's house in a paper wing, which is basically a magic paper airplane. 
their flight doesn't last long. They are harassed by flying dead creatures, and Sabriel is not an experienced pilot, and the paper wing crashes into a sinkhole. They are still very far from the old kingdom's capital city, which is their goal. It's the last place anyone saw the Aporsen. Crashed at the bottom of this sinkhole, they have no way to climb out or revive the paper wing. Mogget finds a tunnel which leads them to a massive cavern full of funeral ships, the final resting place of the former monarchs of the Old Kingdom. I love a good funeral ship. One of the ships is odd, however. It seems to be half-finished, and the figurehead is extremely lifelike. So far, Sabriel has been faced with the fact that she doesn't know much about the Old Kingdom. She's been thrust into a very important job with little to no understanding of the kingdom and its struggles. She doesn't know anything about the funeral ships or the Great Charter, or what caused the monarchy to fall 200 years ago. But Sabriel does know death and the river, and she can tell that the figurehead of this ship is still alive. His spirit is suspended in the river of death. After feeling so lost and confused, it is a relief to her to find a problem she can fix, something she understands. Sabriel steps into death and finds the spirit just as she knew she would and carries him back into life. His name is Touchstone, and he has been trapped for 200 years. He readily binds himself to help Sabriel on her quest, hoping to remedy the mistakes of his past. Together with Mogget, they continue their journey, and Touchstone leads them out of the funeral cavern and towards Belisere, the capital. They are still pursued by the dead, the dead who are obviously being controlled by someone who wants to prevent them from finding the old Abhorsen. There are whispers, rumors of some greater dead creature named Caragor who is behind this coordinated attack on the kingdom. Caragor is an ancient foe of the Abhorsens, one they have failed to defeat over and over. No one has been able to send him past the Ninth Gate and into eternal death. His ties to life are too strong. The little troop reaches Belisere, and following Touchstone's 200-year-old memories, they go to a reservoir beneath the long-abandoned palace. In this reservoir, they find the Abhorsen's body. He is still alive, but just like Touchstone, his spirit is obviously trapped in death. Sabriel, desperate to save her father, goes into death and all the way to the fourth gate to find him. She manages to free his spirit, and they walk together back into life, and he is able to explain what has been happening. I've said before that the Old Kingdom has magic, and Ancelstier doesn't. There are two kinds of magic in the Old Kingdom. Free magic, used by the dead and necromancers, and charter magic, used by the living and the Aporsen. Charter magic is fueled by the Great Charter, which is contained in several places it's spread out to keep it safe. 
There are huge stones in the reservoir that are part of the Great Charter, and two of them are broken. Just like with the smaller broken charter stone Sabriel encountered near the wall, breaking these stones makes it easier for dead creatures to cross back into life. It turns out that Caragor has been breaking the stones, seeking to destroy the Great Charter and to make himself more powerful than ever. Sabriel and her father step back into life in the reservoir, just in time to be caught by a trap sprung by Caragor. Sabriel's father stays behind to buy them the time they need to escape. Sabriel and Touchstone run, and are met at the abandoned palace by two Clare. And we have heard of the Clare a couple of times in the book, but this is their first appearance. Just to give you a quick explanation of who they are, the Clare live in a glacier and can see the future. They're so cool. The next two books in this trilogy have much more about them. So these Claire deliver another paper wing and tell Sabriel where to find Caragor's human body, which is the link keeping Caragor from slipping all the way into death. If they can destroy his body, they will have a chance to defeat him. And now it's a race back to Ancelstier to destroy Caragor's human body before he can capture them and use their blood to destroy the Charter. Traveling by paper wing, they make it to Ancelstier ahead of the dead hordes chasing them. Together with the border garrison troops, they unearth Caragor's sarcophagus and run into a problem. They don't have enough magic or charter mages on this side of the border to open it. Sabriel must take them all to her old school and recruit her old schoolmates. At the school, the garrison begins to set up fortifications, preparing for the dead who will arrive when the sun sets. Walking the halls of her old school is so strange. Sabriel hasn't even been gone for a month, but she feels so distant from who she used to be. She used to belong in Ancelstier and at the school, but looking around, it all feels strange and unfamiliar. There are imminent hordes of zombies approaching, but there is still a moment here of bittersweet realization for Sabriel. She has transformed on her journey, taking up the bells and sword of the Aporson and the weight of protecting the living. Okay, hordes of dead approaching, they have the sarcophagus, soldiers are setting up outside. With the help of Sabriel's schoolmates, they crack open the sarcophagus, but they're not fast enough to destroy the body before Caragor arrives with all of his dead. And now they have to fight, sure that they have lost because they haven't weakened Caragor. There's even a moment where Touchstone begs Sabriel to run south, out of reach of the dead and magic, and to live out her days. She refuses. She is the Abhorson now, and it is her duty to face the dead and return them to the River of Death. Though they cannot kill Caragor, they manage to bind him with charter magic, trapping him in a harmless form. In the fight, Sabriel is fatally wounded, but Caragor is bound. The old kingdom is safe, 
and she passes peacefully into death. Sure, her work is finished, and she can set down the burden of being a porson, the weight of protecting an entire kingdom. But waiting for her in death are the spirits of all the previous abhorsons, and they return her to the warmth of life. She will not be allowed to pass through death until there is another to take her place. There must always be an abhorson to protect the kingdom. My final thoughts on Sabriel. This is a long book. It's almost 500 pages, and the sequels are even longer. As always, my summaries cannot cover all the nuance and wonderful character moments, but I do really like this whole series. It took me a while to pick up the sequels because they don't focus on Sabriel anymore, and I wasn't ready to go back to the Old Kingdom without Sabriel being the focus. The main character of the sequels did eventually win me over. If you want more media like this, try Gideon the Ninth for Necromancers. Also, Stardust by Neil Gaiman for Worlds Separated by a Magic Wall. And that's it. Join me next time to hear about The Sleeper and the Spindle by Neil Gaiman and Chris Riddell. You can find the pod on Facebook at Backlog Books Podcast. Comments or questions or thoughts, you can email me at backlogbookspod at gmail.com. The music is by Joseph McDade, and you can hear more of his work at josephmcdade.com. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope to talk with you again soon.